Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman. We have another great show for you today. We have one of my favorite guests on today, Hannah Jacobson Hardy. Welcome, Hannah. So good to be back. Yes, absolutely. This is your second time back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm sure there'll be many more visits on top of this. I hope so. And Hannah, you are a local herbalist. You sell a lot of herbal products in the area. And one of the one of the few herbalists in this area that sell products actually. So you many people probably know you from the farmers markets. People probably also know you from Full Moon Ghee. Mm-hmm. The ghee products that you sell, um, those are all over the place, too. Those are hot commodity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yummy. <laughs> they are really <laughs> yummy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so, so tell us a little bit about what you wanted to, you want to talk about Lyme today. Yeah, that's been a hot topic recently. I've been teaching a bunch of classes about the Lyme prevention and treatment, both with Western medicine and herbs. Um, so living in New England, we have a lot of ticks and it's just becoming more and more. So it's something we have to educate ourselves about so that we can stay healthy and free of Lyme disease and the many co-infections that ticks carry. Um, so so yeah. tell, tell us what, what is Lyme disease? Because I feel like it's a word that people really know but can you tell us what, what Lyme disease is for your understanding? Yeah, so Lyme disease is a, um, it's carried by ticks and um, may someday and starting to be carried by other insects, but primarily ticks, um, mostly deer ticks and sometimes dog ticks, but more mostly deer ticks, the tiny, tiny ones that you can barely see. And it is a bacteria called a spirochete, which is a little spirelic bacteria that um, thrives in our bodies and lives off of um, the joints, often um, the connective tissues, inflammation. Um, So it's, you know, it's out there. It's coexisting and co-evolving with us. And um, as many bacterias are that we many bacteria we want you know good bacteria and then there's some that we just don't want in our bodies that don't work yeah for our healthy lifestyle balance and pain and distress so you know it's funny because i feel like the the people that i've known over the years that have uh had that bacteria that lyme disease it's been it stops their life Mm -hmm. they just stop being able to function as they get exhausted really fast. They get emotionally exhausted really fast. Like I remember one of my friends told me that she was, she was getting over Lyme disease and she walked up a flight of stairs and she was at our parents' house. And she said that at the top of the stairs, she just like broke down and cried. Mm. Like she just like literally got that exhausted. It was, and I was like, wow, that always really resonated with me because it, it just set a picture for her experience dealing with that. Yeah. And 
you know, we're fortunately more recently doctors are acknowledging that it's a prevalent disease. You know, I see signs everywhere, like when you go hiking, you know, check for ticks. Um, but in the last 10, 20 years, it really hasn't been um, treated as something, uh, um, a bacteria. It's been, you know, people have gotten a lot of, not a lot of support for what they're going through. So fortunately, there's a lot of really great doctors in this area and herbalists that are working with people to be healthy and get back into balance and kick that little bugger out. Mm. What do you think was the, was the shift in the medical community, in your opinion, around acknowledging Lyme disease? I'm not really sure what tipped it off. I would um, probably just say both a lot of people having it and um, more research being done and books coming out about it. And um, there's an herbalist, Stephen Harold Buner, who wrote a number of books about um, called Healing Lyme. And that is just so much amazing information. I feel like the herbalists were a little bit ahead of the Western uh, medical system. But it's just how can you ignore it? You know, it's just the symptoms are there and um, we have to be moving with them and so that we can help people. Uh, and then I my more rebellious little side of me is like maybe it was the antibiotic industry, <laughs> you know, like. Antibiotics are extremely effective and also extremely, um, you know, drive things even deeper into the body, we'll say, um, and if not taken at the right time or if taken for too long. So it could have been, well, here's an opportunity to push more antibiotics on people. Great. We'll go with this. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a really interesting theory. Just made it up right on the spot, actually. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, sometimes it's interesting to kind of throw these ideas out and kind of get get thinking collectively about what what are the causes of these things and how did it grow so fast. And I'm not anti antibiotics. I think of that course. we have them for a reason, and they're saving lives. And um, we're very blessed in this country to have access to um, medicines that are saving us and helping us. And then. Um, we're also blessed to have access to herbs and yeah. whole plant medicine as well. A moment ago, you said that the herbalists were a little bit of ahead of the game with Lyme disease rather over Western medicine. What do you mean by that? Well, I would imagine, you know, that if you're not getting help and treated by your doctor, um, you're going to turn to somebody, you know, got to yeah like look outside of that system and at least that's what I've done in the past is you know I don't feel supported I don't this isn't working and that's how I got into herbalism was you know the doctors just pushing pills on me for a simple digestive issue <laughs> and then I went and saw an herbalist and within a month it was like totally cleared up whoa I was like well that's better than being on like acid pills for the rest of my life you know like to that probably would make the symptoms just get worse over time. So um, I think people just helping people, you know, like turning to um, those who are really tuned into to the constituents of the plants and the um, they've been used for thousands of years, you know, and listening to them, communicating with them. If you read anything by Buner, he's just going on these long stories and um, portraying these experiences that he's had with plants, just listening to them and them telling him, you know, how, how we work in the body and, you know, how we're your allies. We're here to help you. So, um, yeah, 
And that is that the kind of listening to the plants? Is that a little bit more in line with the plant spirit medicine or the plant spirit journeys? Is it sort of in line with that kind of work? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I think that that's how we've evolved with plants and knowing how to, to work with them. I mean, the pharmaceuticals as well originally all came from plants, you know, just extracting little constituents from them. Um, so I think, a, you know, maybe a while, like a long, long time ago, yeah, and still happening, people sit with plants and pass them around and take them and ask, you know, the plant, what do you, what do you get, what are you here for? What is your medicine? What do you have to teach me? What can I give you, you know? Um, and I think that it's a way of, of looking at life, you know, differently. It's like, you know, we're, we're not separate from the plants and the animals. We're here on earth at the same time and coexisting and that they are um, here to, to be with us, you know, and us to be with them. And they'd like that. Mm. They like that more than being sprayed with Roundup. And yeah, <laughs> you know, I like that too, cut, more know. than being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So now the work that you're doing, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Energy Matters. We're here chatting with Hannah Jacobson-Hardy about Lyme disease today and how herbs fit into that whole spectrum of healing. So are, are the herbs that you're working with, are they here as a preventative? Are they here if somebody's dealing with Lyme and dealing with the, with the after effects of having that bacteria? What, what part of Lyme disease are you, are you using your herbs for? All parts, yeah, all parts. Um, primarily at farmers markets, I, I only sell preventative herbs because there's no time to like sit down and have a consultation with someone, and um, at, at a farmers market. But I don't sell like a treatment, you know, uh, protocol for people because everybody's symptoms are different. It impacts everybody differently. That and is so, that's what makes it so complicated. Yeah, it's almost. Is it considered an autoimmune issue? Um, it could probably lead to something like that, or um, it could be easier to get it, you know, if you have an autoimmune issue, but um, I don't think so. And I think it's totally curable as well. I think it's totally possible to eliminate Lyme and co-infections from the body. Because I've seen it happen. Some okay. doctors will say, no, you're always going to have it in you. It might flare up. and might, you know, it just depends on, you know, if you're taking care of yourself, whatever, no, like you can get rid of it. Oh yeah. So there's hope for people who are experiencing Lyme disease more than hope. You've seen people completely flush it out of their system. Yeah. And it depends on what stage, you know, there's many stages of it. And if it's, if it's really far out there and you're having neurological issues, it's going after the brain, then it'll take a little while, you know, but it's totally possible. Um, can you tell us what those stages of Lyme disease are so that people who maybe aren't familiar with, sure. the, with the process of Lyme disease can have a little background? Yeah, my, my favorite way of looking at it is through a Chinese lens of um, Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine. And um, it's just simple. It's like so simple to think about when a tick bites you and, it, and if you get a rash and if you feel um, a fever, like that's, that's heat in the body. So the body's responding and saying, we have something coming in, let's fight it off, raise the temperature, um, sweat it out. And so redness is heat. And that's like just the initial stage would be heat. And then eventually if, you're, if you don't you know, get it out, then the, uh, the next stage would be dryness. So um, just feeling like kind of hot and dry and itchy and nothing's quite 
like working and maybe I've had people say that it feels like there's little bugs crawling under their skin and um, you know they feel like they're going mad but it's it's just the dryness of the body maybe you're thirsty a lot Mm. because if you think about it like a um, a car without oil in it and it's just like heating up heating up heating up and no oil it's gonna dry out and it's gonna you know ruin the motor Um, and then after dryness the body's like trying to create moisture because it's got to run off of something. So it starts to create mucus. Um, you might feel congestion. You might get a lung infection, respiratory infections. Um, um, you might have mucus in the stool. So mucus is created by the body when it's trying to fight something because it's like, we got we to gotta like get things moving here, move it out, move it out. And so it's not exactly like the kind of balanced moisture that you want in your body that you get from drinking water and eating good fats it's it's more of a sticky mucus because it's trying to pull things out of your body exactly um and then the next stage which is kind of like late stage lime is what the chinese call wind so um when you have this mucus in you because the body is so smart. It's just like, it's doing its best. It's always, always there. Yeah. You know, just trying so hard. It's so intelligent. Yeah. yeah. We got to like love on our bodies. We're yeah. just like, they're working. Yeah. We're like sitting here <laughs> having a chat. And I, I don't know. My stomach's digesting food. And yeah. who knows what's going on in there. There's something. <laughs> the brain is yeah. doing its thing. The hormones are going through their cycles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so anyway, the fourth stage would be, um, late stage lime would be wind. So it's, the body's trying to get out the mucus. It's like like pushing it out, windy. It's like symptoms might be changing. You could now be feeling hot and then dry and then mucusy. And some of that is um, can show up as um, symptoms of like Parkinson's, just shaking and tremoring and neurological issues of the brain. So wind affects the mind and the brain. And, you know, you could feel just like, totally fatigued one day and then have energy and then feel kind of confused and just things aren't really making sense and like your friend getting to the top of the stairs and being totally exhausted it's like things are just windy in the body there's not a lot of ease and flow Mm. yeah and then how what is the time frame for those for those stages of Lyme is that like a month is that 10 (sighs) years it varies it's really it's just person by person really so, so somebody in theory could go through all of those stages within a couple of weeks. Unlikely. Yeah, pretty unlikely. Um, it, would, it would probably stay within the first one or two stages for the first month or two. Um, and then the, the later stages are like months, years. A lot of people have been un- untreated, undiagnosed f- for many years and having all kinds of odd like the odd symptoms and the doctors are like I don't like there's so many weird things going on with this person who knows it's the wind it's the wind part of like you know first there's this and then there's that and then it changes and then there's this and then there's joint pain and like blurry vision and just it's it's that's so scary it's scary yeah we don't want wind yeah Yeah. we don't want to (laughs) let it get to that point yeah so what do we need to know about Lyme prevention like just going out we're going hiking like give us what should we have in our system yeah number one topically just like um wear a little bit of cedarwood oil okay or rose geranium oil or anything citrusy um bug spray ticks don't like that stuff so they just gravitate away from it 
hopefully yeah okay yeah <laughs> it's better than not wearing it it's you a know? first step yeah so cedar you wood do it around your ankles you know because if you're in grass tall grass then that's probably where they're coming on so do ticks jump or is it do we have to brush past them i've never seen one jump but i've heard that they do okay yeah i haven't like sat with them in the field long enough to really watch their behavior <laughs> sure you, you probably <laughs> i'm sure you can find other things to do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so wearing a little bit of bug spray and um, always just do a tick check afterwards at the, or at the end of the day. So um, don't get into bed until you've done a tick check. And that means just take your clothes off, look in the mirror, look all around, and especially the warm places that ticks like to go uh, or have somebody else look for you. If you're, if you're a parent, definitely want to do that for your kids mm-hmm. every single night. Um, it's just not worth it not to. Yeah. And we check our dogs. Yep. Dogs, cats. You know, I go back and forth on this one, but not letting your cats and dogs lay in bed maybe during the summer when there's ticks out because they just bring them into bed and then you got them in your bed, which isn't fun. That's trouble. Yeah. Uh, So that's like topical. Um, And then if you have a really strong immune system and you're eating well, it's less likely or less susceptible to getting sick from anything. So um, drinking a ton of water, eating a low uh, inflammatory diet, so not a ton of sugars and alcohols, um, glutens, things that are just going to create inflammation in the body um, and weaken your your what's called a wei qi in Chinese. It's just like your your energetic strength bubble around you. Um, Ticks are drawn to... um, lower immune systems people that would be a good host you know and then i always take a lyme prevention formula if i'm um gonna be hiking or camping and that's, that's just is a, that one of the blends that you brought yeah, in today it has it has about 12 herbs in it and it's a, a blend based a little bit of uh of Stephen harrod buner's protocols and then a little bit from chris morano in wendell of clear path herbals and it has a lot of astragalus in there, which is uh, strengthens the immune system primarily. And, and that's in an Eastern herb typically, right? Yes. Yeah. It does grow here, though. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. It does grow here and takes about three years to mature. Um, and then it has Japanese knotweed in it, which is... <laughs> Why are you smiling about Japanese knotweed? Some people just don't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's an opportunistic plant. <laughs> also known as a weed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Highly, uh, they would say, you know, it's an invasive, in quotes. So, so so gardeners would be shaking their fist at the Japanese knotweed. Yeah, you don't want to plant it. There's plenty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a really great antibacterial, specifically for the spirochete, which is what causes Lyme. Um, and... I'll even take this, um, put it on a tick bite too. So yes, I did. I got bit by a deer tick last weekend. Scary. And it was kind of a funny story because I was working with a client who had Lyme. <laughs> and then I was like, what is this thing on me? And I found a deer tick. Oh and boy. I just put Lyme prevention tincture right on it. and Because um, it's just going to go into the bloodstream right on your skin. Yeah. So it's going to be right at the spot, all the activity antibacterial stuff right right there yeah and it's based in alcohol which is antibacterial itself so awesome doesn't hurt 
and then I take it internally as well and I'll up the dose like four times the amount just for a few days um, to really get that in my system and I will I don't have andrographis in this tincture um, it's a pretty pretty strong antibacterial so it's not it's not great to take antibacterials every single day for long periods of time um, but this is a formula that has a little bit of the antibacterial but mostly immune boosting and then uh, detoxing so helping the, the support the liver through detoxing any um, unwanted bacterias and so when I got bit I just upped the dose to a, a bunch <laughs> like four times a day you know taking it and it's bitter like it it's not ghee. It's not sweet butter. You, but <laughs> yeah, it's medicine. It tastes yeah. bad, and it's medicine. But the things, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't like it. And um, and then you can also send a tick in to get checked to see if it has any diseases. So uh, you just search online. I think UMass might do it. I sent one down to Pennsylvania this week just to get it tested, uh, just for peace of mind. And it's like, why not? How long does it take approximately to get the results back? Uh, they say 25 hours. So oh, that's very fast. That's their average. Okay. Not including the shipping, you know, the mailing it, but yeah, they're quick. So. And then you would take those results if they came back positive and the tick bit you and you stuck inside, then you would take that to your doctor you wouldn't or might, to your herbalist. I don't know if you take the tick there, but. The you, results. Oh, the results. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you can even have it forwarded on their website, like type in the name and number for your doctor and they'll like forward all the results to that. Um, you can get tested for the tick tested for th- uh, either three things or you can get it for six or like everything. Oh, wow. It's either it's like 50 bucks, 80 bucks or a hundred and something. So I just went with the regular one. Standard. Yeah. yeah just the basics. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So there's a lot of things that you can do. So the Lyme prevention, the herbal blend that you have, would that be something that you would probably take a little bit of every day when during the warmer weather? Yeah, it's best to have a little bit in your system already. Um, if you're gonna if you're outside a lot and find ticks on you, it's like if anything, it's just gonna like keep you strong and boost your immune system, you know? With nothing it's wrong like, with that. Yeah, it feels good. Astragalus is awesome. The one thing about astragalus though is you don't wanna take it if you are currently fighting Lyme um, or have acute symptoms of Lyme or chronic Lyme because it uh, increases uh, response in the body that the Lyme actually can thrive off of. So it's more, it's only a preventative astragalus. And if you have Lyme, then you would want to talk to an herbalist or naturopathic doctor or um, your own doctor about it, what to do. And then I absolutely think if you get bit and within a few, you know, in like three to 30 days, you have the flu, you're achy, you you have um, just symptoms of, you just don't feel right. Like definitely go to a doctor and, um, or talk to an herbalist and, you know, it's not going to kill you to take a dose of antibiotics. It's better than getting chronic Lyme. So I tell people they're there for a reason, you know. That's the emergency situation right. that you would want to take antibiotics. Right. Yeah, you're worth it. <laughs> Aw, you are worth it. Take those antibiotics when you need to. Yeah. And the one thing is, though, they do, they're, um, uh, they do drive things in deeper often. So if it's too late and you've got, you've got like, chronic Lyme, um, it, antibiotics can drive the disease even further in to the body. So you 
might want to work with more of a holistic doctor or herbalist and at start that point. digging yeah. around you digging know with somebody out. who yeah. knows what's going on do you work with people who have chronic Lyme or who are currently experiencing symptoms of Lyme disease or do you tend to refer people out? I work with people that have um, all sorts of things going on, you know, with, with having chronic Lyme or had Lyme and don't want to get it again or are having flare-ups um, or, you know, just don't want to get Lyme and um, are having symptoms that they're not sure about. The cool thing about herbs is like you can take them and see if you feel better. Mm. If you don't, if you don't feel any different, then all right, not N- for you. Nothing it lost. didn't work, you know. Yeah. But maybe you just, you know, have a stronger immune system for a little while. I don't know. But yeah. if you're not, if you're feeling better from taking things like Japanese knotweed and teasel and andrographis, and um, then might be Lyme. What is that word? Andrographis? Andrographis. I've never even heard of that before. It's a Chinese herb um, that I've started using the last couple of years. It's just a very strong antibacterial um, that tastes real bitter. Okay. But is is um, really effective for acute symptoms um, and to even like put it on a tick bite, you know. So it's one of the herbs I don't grow, but it's extremely useful so thankfully we can get things from far away sometimes <laughs> yeah for sure are these you know are your Lyme prevention products because you said before um before we started the show that Lyme disease you're noticing t- more and more ticks happening I am I might also just be like that I spent a lot of time outside but you know growing up here I grew up in Florence like there were no ticks you know and since growing up in Florence to now, even in the hill towns where I live, you walk out into my field and it's just like, guarantee, guarantee you're going to have some ticks on you when you get out of there. Yeah. So that never was the case when I was a kid. Um, and there is a correlation with, um, I think there's a correlation. And uh, one of my teachers, Brendan Kelly up in um, Vermont, he is an acupuncturist and treats a lot of people with Lyme. Um, acupuncture is so great for uh, treating Lyme. And he wrote a book about the correlation between these d- diseases showing up now, uh, particularly Lyme and climate change, and how the warming of the climate is creating a better environment for uh, ticks. And um, they thrive in heat, and they thrive in heat in the body. So not just outside in our environments, but also inside of our bodies. If there's excess heat, which is um, usually a cause of a um, super inflammatory diet, not getting enough exercise, um, a lot of stress, then the heat, you know, is the symptom. Um, The liver's just taxed, and the liver doesn't like to be taxed. (laughs) Right, and it's susceptible. Yeah, it does have a lot to do. It's like that working mom who's like, we're really tired and we have a lot to do and so don't mess with us right now yeah (laughs) yeah don't want to make your liver upset no okay i wanted to chat with you because i know that you have done a bit of work in the past communing and you still do this this is a thread of your work is sort of the plant spirit medicine really communing with the plants sitting with the plants communicating messages receiving their knowledge and their wisdom 
And you started to tell me a story how you sat with a tick mm-hmm. and you did the same practice with a tick. Mm-hmm. Can you, would you be open to sharing that story? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Cool. Push some buttons. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So. Did you find this tick on you? No. The, the ticks that I've sat with have not been on me. Um, so I was one of them. Uh, there was a couple this past week that it was a dog. They're both dog ticks. Um, and th- they're just easier to see. <laughs> you know, deer ticks are like the size of a ballpoint pen. Like they're tiny. Very tiny. And um, this one was just circling around on my drum. And I was just sitting there. Drum was on the ground. And I just noticed this tick was just walking around in circles for like an hour. It's just like, hello. Yeah, it was like trying to make itself known or maybe it didn't know how to get off the side of the drum. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but it just walked around and around. And finally I was like, I, I didn't brush. Usually I just like kill it or break, you know, throw it at the fire or something. Just get rid of them. Like that response when you see a tick and it, you know that it's like, ah, get out of here. You know, yeah. like kill. Yeah. That immediate um, get away from me, which I think is important to have boundaries and to to those are definitely need those and but this time I was like what if my my um response wasn't ick what if it's like okay tick you know what's going on (laughs) what do you have to teach me why are you here and this this tick basically said we need you to communicate for us like we've got a lot to say I was like oh boy okay here we go (laughs) here we go yeah and the ticks I'm telling me how it's not their fault and they don't need to be blamed for it. It's uh, unfortunate for them as well. They're just a host. They're just carrying this thing with them. And um, it's, you know, taken over their, their, I don't know if they have brains, but, you know. Their consciousness. <laughs> their consciousness. And so they're not the problem. And it is not the tick's problem. Um, and, you know, it's actually, I don't know about problem being the word, but, um, yeah, they're not the one causing this. And they're just carrying it. So I was like, all right. They were basically asking, it was asking for compassion. Mm. I was like, oh, man, (laughs) really? Like, wow, this takes pretty aware. And then I started to give it Reiki. And I was like, oh, my God, am I seriously doing this right now? (laughs) And I was just like sending it loving kindness, compassion and light. And it was absorbing it. It was like it stopped. It was like taking it in. It, like, started to, like, reach its little, like, legs out. And I was oh, like, what? Wow. Yeah, I was like, this thing's, a, like, this is a living being. Every creature, yeah. great and small. And, you know, I, th- I you know, th- threw it away after that. I was like, okay, I, I have had cl- a close enough contact with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't, now like, you go. I didn't, like, put it in my bed afterwards, of course. Yeah. But I was it's like. It's not your new boyfriend. Thank you for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just think that the, the, so what I took away from that experience was that when we meet people and we have experiences with family, friends, politics, presidents, um, lovers, boyfriends, wives, husbands, anything that we're connected to, watch that response. If you have that response of um, anger, rage, ick, get away from me, like what is that response telling you? Maybe it's a, you know, giving you great information like yes get that person away from you for sure boundaries are absolutely crucial but then like also 
is it the same person every time? Is it, what does it bring up in you? Um, and is the, the response of like, ah, get away from me, bad, bad, bad. Is that uh, potentially creating more suffering in yourself? Disconnection from yourself, the person, the tick. Um, how can we cultivate relationships of loving kindness and compassion even when we don't get along with someone, even when we don't want a tick biting us? You know, it doesn't have to be the reactivity. Yeah. How, how do we apply that message of the ticks asking for compassion when these are also little creatures that are carrying things that can also make us really, really sick? How do we hold those oh, two yeah. things together and not have to crush it immediately? Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm not going to like say I like, you know, throw it back on the ground. I usually take the tick and burn it or, you know, flush it or something because I don't want it. I don't want more ticks, but I do just say, move on to the next life. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, move on to the next life. I do that when I swish like potato beetles, you know, in the garden. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I have these, I, I'm a human. I have hands and I actually, you know, do have control of your life right now. And like you're eating my potatoes and it's either you eat them or me. So I think I, I planted them and I want them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, I, you know, I, that's, that's what it is. It's just kind of like taking the moment and realizing how we respond and then moving forward with a conscious decision. Right. Not just reacting. Right. Because a reaction, a pure reaction by itself is, is the opposite of mindfulness. It's mindlessness. Mm -hmm. So the more times that we can bring mindfulness to our lives, the better. Right. And unfortunately, ticks are creating a lot of fear in people, like you said earlier, around going in the woods and, um, you know, that I don't want to go in the woods. There's ticks, you know. That's sad to me because there's ways to protect yourself and there's ways to be mindful and the woods are where we need to go you know it's like that's also our medicine yes like don't run away out of fear you know go into the woods like just do a tick check afterwards have your lyme prevention yeah put on some bug spray you know so when we're when we're kind of exploring that you know whole world how do we how do we support other people who are kind of going through this journey that maybe do have a lot of fear? Mm -hmm. That have Lyme? That have Lyme or have that fear-based reaction or, mm -hmm. you know, kind of within that spectrum of the culture around Lyme disease and the fear around ticks and things like that. Loving kindness and compassion, I guess, you know? Yeah. What else is there? Listen to people. Um, I've, you know... When I got bit last weekend, I was freaking out and I just like called some people and told them and, you know, it, it it's scary for sure. But, um, you know, you don't have to be all like loving kindness, compassion. I'm like passive and I'm just going to allow ticks to bite me. No, but just listen to people and um, suggest if you know, of, you know, good doctors, if you know of good herbalists, like there are so many ways to help people. There's so many resources. Um, there's also a free low-income clinic in Greenfield that I'm part of, and um, I work there once a month to see people, and there's just, there's so many resources. Like, Do you want to give a shout-out to the low-income clinic and tell yeah. people what that's all about? 
Yeah, it's called the People's Medicine Clinic. Oh, we've had Leslie on the show oh, here. Have. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, she's great. Cool. When is the when is that clinic happen? The clinic is on Mondays from noon to four, and um, I believe you could just go to peoplesmedicineclinic.org or search it online, and mm-hmm. it's on Federal Street in Greenfield, based in the Recover Project, and um, such a great resource. You know, you can get free herbs. We grow everything, make everything, and then um, it's by donation or no cost. So that's a really like, like that's amazing. There's acupuncture, there's massage, there's yoga, there's herbs, there's counseling. Like, yeah. And is the work that you do at the People's Medicine Project um, do, is your work that you focus there on Lyme and supporting people's immune systems, or is it like more within the project's scope of things with uh recovery in general oh it's it's both it's i'd say it's mostly um focuses on recovery um and every once in a while you know i'll see somebody that's not part of the recover project community but um it's really based there um because that's where it started and that's where um we see a lot of people that have um Addictions also have mental health issues. Of course. And then people with mental health issues have addictions. So um, and that kind of goes ties into Lyme. It's like, you know, if you have Lyme or any any issue going on, like any illness, it's like, personally, I just feel a little nuts. And so we have all this, we're so hard on people that m- might not be well and communicate what's going on with them. So that the best way to approach it is just compassion and listen and, um, you know, provide some some outreach and support and um yeah there's just i keep i was doing a session with a client and i just kept hearing there are so many resources in front of you right now like even though you feel so far away you feel so lost and like alone in this there's so many resources and like we're gonna do this together like you Mm. don't have to do that alone you know yeah you don't have to do it alone no you just have to talk to people about what you need and keep asking questions and keep letting people know what's going on and you know people have all kinds of ideas absolutely you know and some of them are going to work and some of them are going to be nonsense and (laughs) you know you just have to kind of keep being curious and changing the uh, subject a little bit one other aspect of your of your business is your full moon ghee Mm -hmm. and I know we just had a full moon the other day Yep. The full moon in Cancer. No, it was a full moon in Sagittarius Sag, yeah. as we're entering Cancer season. And uh, did you make a new batch of full moon ghee on the full moon? We do it every other now because oh, I'm wow. making really big batches. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah. people quickly what ghee is. Yeah, ghee is clarified butter mm-hmm. and it comes from cow butter, uh, unsalted. And then we cook it for several hours until all the milk separates out. And then we strain out the milk. Um, what's left is oil. There's no lactose um, or milk protein in it. So it's essentially a lactose-free high-heat cooking oil. Oh. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be refrigerated. So You can just keep it on the shelf. Yeah. Probably great for camping. Awesome for camping. Yep. Really good in coffee, too. (laughs) Really good for your immune system? Yeah, it supports the immune system because our immune system is based in our digestive system, really. So if our digestion is off, um, then our immune system might have st- you know trouble. So it really aids digestion and the absorption of nutrients in the body. It kind of is like the, it 
kind of coats the mucous membranes. It coats the intestines and um, it's like the internal lubrication system, you know, Mm -hmm. eating good fat is so good for us. Yes. Yeah. How, uh, why do you make the full moon ghee? Why do you make it under the full moon? What is the, um, what's the magic behind that? Yeah. A couple of reasons. One is uh, biodynamically when the cows are, outside eating the grass that's being pulled upward by the moon because there's water and grass there's Mm. water and everything so when the moon is full that upward expansiveness is um, kind of infused into the cow's grass and therefore the cow's milk and therefore the butter and therefore the ghee Mm. and it helps to pull out the water when we are evaporating the water when we make ghee Um, because there's little water and butter but then when it evaporates there's no moisture left in the oil and therefore it's shelf stable that's cool and then the second reason is traditionally in ayurvedic medicine it was made it's made on the waxing the um when the moon's getting larger or um well i don't know if it's traditionally made on the full moon but when i was in india i asked a woman who made ghee what the significance might be if i make it on the full moon and she looked at me and she said, oh, that'd be very auspicious. Oh, very lucky. So yes. I went, I went with that. <laughs> <laughs> Start my own thing. Did you, so did you, you met with some folks out in India that were also making ghee. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a ton of companies in India, large and small. Sure. And then like family, you know, homestead style. And you went and visited both large and small out there and explored ghee in India? Yeah, I preferred the small. <laughs> of course, of course. It always yeah. it's a little different when it's touched by human hands. Yeah, yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, it was like a few years ago, but yeah. Wow, really cool. All right, so so the the full moon ghee is is another aspect of your business, and where, where can people find uh, the, go- the full moon ghee around locally or online? Or Yeah, I sell it online, but locally I also have it at the farmer's market on Tuesdays in Northampton between Thorns and the parking garage, and I have it at River Valley Co-op. I have seen it at the co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, that's my girl, Hannah. <laughs> that's my girl. <laughs> uh, it's like Cornucopia and Provisions, Atlas Farm Stand. It's, well, it's all over the valley, I guess, in little farm stands, too. Um, there's a list on my website. Yeah. Oh, Crimson Clover has it seasonally right in Florence here. Okay. Yeah, they have the CSA pickup days. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. You know, I feel like you've shared so much with your experience with herbs and lime and how to, you know, deal with preventative care as well as, you know, just just basic kind of safety stuff and dealing with fear. Is there anything that you would like to kind of just throw out into the universe or any kind of last things that you feel like are important to share? Yeah, just going off of that, debunking the fear, you know, like fear sends us messages, you know, to they can be good messages. Take care of yourself protect yourself um but don't stay out of the woods because of ticks you know like just um soften the fear around something coming in all the time and enjoy the woods enjoy your gardens enjoy the fields be smart you know put pants on and bug spray and check for ticks but nature doesn't want us to run away in fear it it needs us we need it we need nature because we are nature so um yeah. 
And how, how can people find you? How can people find your work and your products? Yeah, my website is sweetbirchherbals.com. And I am based in Ashfield, um, about half an hour from Northampton. Um, and then the Full Moon Ghee is on fullmoongee.com website. And you can always email me, um, call me, text me at numbers on the website. And I respond usually within a few days. Um, and people can find out if they're interested in doing wholesale for their company or their store. Yep. Yep. I wholesale the ghee. I don't wholesale a lot of the herbal products because they're really small batch. And um, if I expand too much, then I wouldn't be able to make them myself. And I like making them. So Yeah. Um, That's why they're so good. Yeah. They're homemade, you know? Yeah. A lot of love. And going out and picking the plants. And yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so please reach out, ask questions. I teach some local classes about uh, lime and herbs and um, I'm doing some classes at Sawmill Farm in Florence in, um, next Thursday, actually. I'm going to do one about herbs for the emotional and physiological heart. And then this Sunday, I'm doing a rose spirit journey at the Tulsi Rose Garden in Buckland, with a friend and colleague, Sulis. Mm. And so we're going to bathe in the beauty of roses oh, for the I whole afternoon. That. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really good. And that's all on your website. People right. can find more information and sign up for that class if they're interested. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so lovely. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on the show. And your your work is amazing. And, you know, I think you're putting a lot of, like, quality information and education out there. Thank you, Caroline. It's so good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, again, if you need to uh, check out her website, it's sweetbirchherbals.com. And, uh, yeah, go, go check it out, guys, if you're curious. There's, there's a lot of resources out in the valley. And you've been listening to Energy Matters here on WXOJLP 103.3 FM Northampton. So enjoy your weekend, y'all. Be well.